Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome back to the official England podcast. It is the day after England's penalty heartbreak in the Euro 2020 final against Italy. So apologies if my voice is a little bit croaky as I was singing my heart out last night. It wasn't meant to be for Gareth Southgate's men, but let's not forget that they made us all immensely proud and should hold their heads high, yes, very high, as they leave the England camp for the final time. I'm Adam Smith, this is episode 37, and for the very last time during this tournament, I'm here to bring you all the reaction from Sunday night's final. Here's what's coming up. We'll be looking back at an incredible and emotional tournament for England, as well as sharing some of the players' reactions from social media after the game. I spoke to a friend of the show and all-round Three Lions legend, Tony Adams. I think we've come a long way. Don't get me wrong, but we've got a little bit further to go. And I also spoke exclusively with the man who made us all dream this summer, the brilliant England gaffer, Gareth Southgate. We are, of course, hugely disappointed that we didn't quite deliver what, what we ultimately hoped we could. You're listening to the official England podcast. The tournament has come to an end, but what an incredible month this group of players have given us England coming as close as can possibly be to lifting the European trophy, but narrowly falling at the final hurdle. The manager, players, staff and fans are all understandably gutted not to be lifting that trophy, but doesn't that show just how far we've come as a team, as a squad and as a nation that we are feeling that way after getting to a final of a senior men's Euros for the first time in our history. I know you're listening to this and you're probably feeling gutted, sad, low. Heck, you may even be shedding a few tears. I know I have. But let's not forget just how well this squad has done. Our campaign began in the glorious Wembley sunshine with redemption against Croatia thanks to the boy from Brent. A draw against the Scots was followed by victory in our third group game. Checkmate, we topped the group. That set up a tie against the Germans. A match not to be missed, an opportunity too great to pass. A celebratory night never to be forgotten. Kane's header meant Alvida Sane to the Germans. And then one night in Rome, we were strong. We had grown. England 4, Ukraine nil. Other nations watching in awe and admiration for Gareth Southgate's red and white army. Something special was happening and we were loving every single minute of it. Then 8pm kickoff, a match in the dark. Semi-final opposition in the face of Denmark. 
1-0 down, the mood was stark. Less than 10 minutes later, celebrations spark. Extra time played, Kane, penalty mark. Final whistle blown, England into the Euros final. We embark. It may not have come home and that's so tough to comprehend. But as for this team, they're just getting started. Trust me when I say, this isn't the end. Speaking of this squad, they've had their say on social media. On Twitter, our captain Harry Kane said, Last night hurts. It'll hurt for a long time. But we've come so far and broken down so many barriers that this is not the end. We win together, lose together and we'll regroup together for the World Cup. Thanks for all your support this summer. Jordan Henderson added, Hurts even more this morning. This team deserved more. Been incredible to be a part of this campaign and see the joy it's brought fans around the country after a very tough 18 months or so. Kieran Trippier, who of course assisted Luke Shaw's opening goal, tweeted, I'm so proud of this team. Such a young, talented group of players. We gave everything we had for you fans and I'm sorry it wasn't enough. The support we've received is something we will never forget. We will be back stronger. Thank you. On Instagram, Harry Maguire shared a picture of him and the team on the pitch after the game with the caption, win together, lose together, we'll be back. Well said, Harry. We can't wait to see the three Lions roar again. I'm pleased to say joining me on the official England podcast now is an England legend and a man who's making his second appearance on the podcast. I saw him at the game last night. He is a very proud Englishman, Tony Adams. Tony, thank you for joining us. How are you feeling? It's it's only 10 a.m. the day after the game. It still feels quite raw for us. So close England came to winning the trophy. How are you feeling, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said proud. I think I'm sad today, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's... um, I was just thinking, sitting here before we came on air and... You know, this time, 25 years ago, I was such in a bad place, Smithy, you know, and we've gone out the tournament, penalties against the Germans, and I felt so low because I didn't have a life at that point, to be honest with you. I'm all right today, thank the Lord. But at that point, all the other players were saying goodbye. They were all sad and, you know, it was a a terrible occasion, as is what happened last night, you know, with us losing and stuff but they were all going back to their families and their lives and they were all all kind of acknowledging that sadness I just tried to obliterate it I couldn't handle it and I didn't grow through it so I'm just really grateful today that we we gave everything as a country the players were amazing yeah were a a cracking team fantastic team you know probably the best team in the tournament so credit to them but our guys were you know I'm enormously proud of that group of players and in the coach you know Gareth has been absolutely amazing throughout and I can't um, thank him enough but it's just personally I'm a bit selfish here it's just like mm. you know, I can get up this morning you're tired miserable sad <laughs> that we've not won it but still okay I know what you mean there's a real sense of pride still even though England haven't obviously we'd have all liked England to have won it would have been incredible for the country but there is a real sense of pride with how much England achieved it's the first men's Euros final ever Tony I mean it's, it, we've got to look at the positives here haven't we Oh, absolutely. And, and I think the majority, you know, there was a couple of incidents and stuff, but uh, um, I think the majority, you know, I was walking up Wembley Way and the people were, I was taking photos with them. I wish I could have done more, you know, to be honest with mm. you. There's a few people that had obviously been drinking all weekend and, uh, and, and causing it, spoiling it really for everybody else. Could everyone... Yeah. Just wanted a good time, mate, you know, Smithy. I can't yeah. not say that, you know, but, you know, that's not 
down to us, you know, there is always a minority, but for the majority, I was taking photographs, you know, all the volunteers in the UEFA yeah. when I was getting my accreditation I'm having photos done with them you know yeah, so instance, of course and it was great fun you know and everyone was was really you know buzzed up and uh, and having a wonderful time and uh, yeah we didn't get the result on the door but no. we take the positives like you say Smithy and, and this group of players have done amazing Absolutely yeah. amazing. They've done themselves credit. You know, I, I sent a little message to a couple of the guys. I'm not going to share it because it is private. And sometimes I've got a big mouth and I shout things off that, that I yeah. should, <laughs> things should remain private. But I yeah. just just basically I said to a few of the guys, you know, I'm, how proud that I am that, mm. you know, that the, they've got huge careers in front of them. Yeah. They, they could, you know, have done themselves and the country very proud. Yeah, a couple of things I want to pick up on there. I did see you last night. And what I will say is, what a gent. You were getting mobbed for photos and every single person that asked you for one, you had a photo, you were embracing them. So fair play to you. You look very dapper last night, Tony, in your suit as well. I will I can't say. Very, up that <laughs> very dapper indeed. Yeah. Um, I wanted to touch upon what you said about the Italian side there as well, because you said you thought over the balance of the tournament, they were the better team. So, I mean, it, it was a quite a 50-50 game, wasn't it? England started well, Italy got back into it. But over the balance of everything, do you think Italy were worthy winners then of the tournament? Smithy, I've got to, you've got to look. The stats don't lie, Smithy, to be honest mm. with you. They've had 20 shots. We've had yeah. six. You know, they've had 62 possession. They passed us off the pitch. You know, we, we did start extremely well. We got the goal. And then it kind of maybe worked against us a little bit. You think, uh, yeah. Yeah, and they just dominated for, me for the for the rest of the play, you know, for the last 70 minutes, in effect, and, and definitely the second half. We 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 threw a bit at them in extra time, the second half yeah. of the time, and we could possibly have got something there. But for me, you know, Cellini, you know, I'm a central defender, and I, Cellini, yeah. uh, Benucci, I thought yeah. were exceptional, experienced. I said before the tournament and, and before the match, I said, look, these guys, you know, the... The, the experience, it, it, it's nothing, you, you can't kind of, what's the word, legislate for that. It's just yeah, so yeah. vital at that stage of tournament. So they, they just got the ball. They, they were unfazed, you know. It looked like yeah. they were having a good time, you know, and to control the play, you know, that's what we maybe can learn from, you know, going into the next tournament, World Cups and stuff. We've got a bit more experience now, you know. I like to see Harry and, and John Stones dictate the game a little bit more mm. for back you know and our midfield players were great at uh, like affecting stuff Phillips and, and Declan Rice was enormous you know mm. he was all over the place but it was on the defensive side I'd like to have had a, a bit more of a playmaker in there to have to got us taken a little bit more because we we didn't get the ball we didn't control mm. the game for the majority of the game but that, that's only a technical issue to be honest with you yeah yeah I also want to pick up on what you said earlier about how low you felt in 96 and just you, you were sort of relating to how the players will be feeling now because it's so raw so what would your message what would your advice really be to these players because it must be so hard to take but as you say the, the, uh, such a young squad they've got to use these low points to achieve the high points haven't they I, I've got to tell you Smithy you know, there was nothing there for us you know I'm very proud of my charity Sporting mm. Chance Clinic that there is there for the for the FA for the PFA you yeah. know we've got the contracts with them there is emotional mental uh, support for these guys now and they've, they've got so much education around it and I'm sure they'll go back with their families and, and they will come through this you know I did there was nothing there for me 
Do you know what I mean? No, there was nothing there. There was no family, but there was no yeah. outside support. You know, there was no one with the FA kind of putting their arm around me going, look, why don't you go and see someone? Or why don't mm. you go and talk to someone? Or are you all right, Skipper? You know, yeah. it's like you were left to your own devices. And one bit of advice is, you know, reach out. They've got some really great people around them now. You know, people in the FA, you know, I'm sure they'll be very well looked after and they'll be able to grow emotionally yeah. from it. I did. I suppress, suppress, suppress. I went on a six-week wow. bender, you know what I mean? I need to kill myself. You know, it was a horrific place and, and place in my life today. And I'm just really happy to send those little text messages to the yeah. guys, you know, just lend my support if I need be, all private, confidential. We've got yeah. you know, bags and bags of counsellors and therapists and, and people around them and family members. Because if they haven't got the family network, some, some of the guys haven't, you know, ain't got people around them that, are, yeah. you know, maybe they're getting influenced by agents and this and that. But you, there is some really great independent private people that the FI have put around them to look after yeah. their mental, mental health, basically. So I'm, I'm, you know, reach out for help, reach out for the, a safe place. They need yeah. safe places now to share their stuff. You know, some might be resentful, some might be sad, some might be, you know, kind of grateful to be home with their families again. You know, yeah. it's, it, it's important to have them outlets, yeah. you know, that, that they're able to go to and get support. You know, because it's a, it's a mad world out there, mate. We all want a bit of them, Smithy. Yeah, you know, yeah. Whether they, we think we've, they've done us proud or they think that they've let us down, which they haven't. But there's people mm. out there, they need to get away and get some perspective, you know, yeah, yeah. grow through it emotionally. And I'm sure they will. And uh, I, I'm, I'm on hand as well, Smithy. So um, we're going to put our arms around them if they want it. Well said, Tony. I thought that was re really nice um, the way that you, you said that. And it's great to hear that you're, you're on handby for all these, or you're on standby, sorry, for all these players. And good to see you looking so well as well, I might add. Um, I wanted to speak to you about Bukayo Saka because you said that you're very friendly with him and you share messages with him. I'm not going to ask about the messages because obviously they're um, confidential, but obviously he unfortunately was one of the players that missed the penalties. But 19 years of age to, to step up and take that and the way that he's shone throughout this tournament, so many players. Even off it, have said how, how how much of a great character and lovely lad he is, and he's played with no fear. I mean, you must be very proud of what he's done, despite the fact he missed that penalty. There's a lot of reasons for him to be so happy and proud of his tournament, isn't there? Yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit reluctant just to talk about one player because I think they've all been brilliant. You know, most yeah, fair point. To, to 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 go up anyone. You know, I happened to get two out of two, not for my country, for my club. You know, yeah. I scored two out of two. And just as Saka's had a wonderful tournament, as in, yeah. you know, even Tyron Mings, you know, central defender, came in two games at the start of the tournament. People can't even remember that far yeah, back. Yeah, so true. Outstanding. Yeah. He came in. Yeah. And how's he feeling? You know, he didn't yeah. get enough minutes for me, you know, and he's thinking, but when he came in to do his bit, Sacco, uh, sorry, uh, Sancho as well, you know, he, he was asked to step up against the Ukraine and did exceptionally well, you know, and they just come in and, and, and do their stuff and, 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 the whole squad, you know, they kind of like each other. You know, there's, there's respect and there's love between the squad. So, you know, hats off to Saka. He's had an outstanding season for, for Arsenal, outstanding season for his country. And we just don't want to lose him now. We don't want to lose him. It won't affect him. He's strong. He's got a good family. And he's got a lot of people around him. I think the kid is going to be a superstar. You know, he already is. He already is yeah. a superstar. <laughs> 
And he, he can be very proud of himself, you know. He's had a fabulous, fabulous tournament. Um, you said you don't want to single out players, which is which is quite right, because there, there was so many positives from so many players. But I think it is only applicable that I get your thoughts on Gareth Southgate. We've, we just interviewed him for context. I spoke to him for 20 minutes at half nine the day after last night. And, and the guy is just utter class, isn't he? I'm not just saying that because I'm working for England, but the way that he's conducted himself and, and how he's been with us, with, with the media, with the players. I mean, how proud are you of him as, as a friend and, and everything that he's achieved? Because he, he is just a great guy, isn't he? Yeah, I thought he got every decision wrong throughout the tournament. Really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was saying, oh, you've got to play back four here and he played wing. Yeah. You know, it's, at the end of the day, we've all got our opinion, but he was, yeah. so I, I shut up and said, get on with it. And he did amazing just as a, if we do the technical side first. Gary, you know, we all make mistakes. I think he did here and there, but we're not perfect. But this group of players, you know, I think it's, it's irrelevant really, because I think the best team won the tournament. So there's not a lot yeah. you can do once you get to that stage. And if we had a bit more luck, then mm. we might have pulled it off. But I think technically, he got more decisions right. If you're a coach and stuff or a manager, you've got yeah. to look at percentages. You know, Arsenal always said it, Jose Mourinho, these coaches, they're not going to get absolutely everything right. And with Steve, mm. they got pretty much in the 80s, 90% of every mm. decision, and formations and, and personnel correct. You know, that's outstanding. So technically, mm. that is job. But then we're talking about emotions and, and the man himself that is Gareth yeah. Southgate, you, an exceptional human being. I, I've been on this programme before, Smithy. I've told you about the man. You know, yeah. he's pure cut. You know, you don't need a, a better leader in place. You know, he seems to be, like you say, 20, half past nine, of the, the day after the game yeah. we've got out here he's still intelligent he's still emotionally intelligent he's sad he's honest he's open he's calculated you know he's, he's an, a fantastic leader mm. a fantastic guy and uh, I can't give him that I'm, I'm biased I suppose because I, I love him to death and I think yeah. he's a great guy you know yeah. everyone loves Gareth you know he's your head boy at school isn't he you know you're <laughs> your best mate you, you yeah. by your side you know what I mean yeah. So true. Tone, come on, give us some positivity. The World Cup is quite soon, actually, isn't it? It's only next year. England, let's not forget semi-finals of the World Cup last time, final of the Euros. Talk to me about the World Cup, Tone. How excited are you and, and, and how positive will this experience be for this team going into that World Cup next year? I alluded it to, uh, to it earlier and I think we, we've, we've come enormous uh, long way, you know. There's another... Yeah. Other countries out there, the French and the Belgium are growing, Spain, you know, even Portugal, the team that won the Euros before. Uh, this. Yeah. So there is some good other countries out there with a lot of talent. And um, I just feel that we've got to learn from this. Um, I think we've got, we've learned anyway. You mm. know, defensively, it was probably our best tournament. I think uh, people like Phillips and Declan Rice and, you know, the two central defenders and we've we've said about Minks before, but just as a whole a whole team, they, they all defended really well. And I think we've got to learn from, you know, countries, I'm, I'm afraid, like, like Italy. Mm. They pressed brilliantly. You know, mm. I was sitting there in awe. It was like a chess match. I think we've come a long way. Don't get me wrong, but we've got a little bit further to go. And I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. With this squad of players, he needs to introduce a few more. You asked me about the World Cup. I'm yeah. extremely positive. I think the, the problem with us, Smithy, is yeah. expectations. Yes, interesting. You know, and I think 
Gareth is the right leader again to manage those expectations because we got to the final and everyone's going to be going, oh, right, we must be favourites. We're going to go, we're going to win the win. Well, and there's some really excellent teams out there, country out there with, you know, Italians, for, for instance. And, and just these guys, this group of lads, if they, if they grow and learn through this tournament, which I think they have, you know, yeah. your, your Maguire's step up, Stones, you know, start to get a little bit bossy, you know. Look at Cellini, you know, he's 35, Bodicelli, you know, 36, 34. Yeah. I, I, I saw a guy called Alan Hansen. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Younger viewers might not see him, but I saw him the way that he played at Liverpool. They were the bosses in the 80s and stuff, and he just used to come out from the back and express himself. And I'm not saying that, that Harry and Stones played badly. You know, I'm not saying that. They did exceptionally well. I'd just like, like to see a little bit more confidence, a little mm. bit more. It's not arrogant. It is confidence because you go mm. over the line and you take, take liberties. And I'm not talking about that. We started well. We're me and you, Smithy. We're going, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we got the goal. Yeah. And the Italians just went, whoa, we're here. And the crowd went, ooh. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, ooh. <laughs> you know, I wanted someone just to go get kind of ball and say, we're here, we're England. Give me the ball. We're going to yeah. keep 10 minutes, you know, for five minutes. Just have a, a period where we're not trying to score. But we just get the ball and say, look, hold on a minute, we can play as well, which we have done. So if we learn from that, I think we've got a great squad of players. We've got strength in depth as well. Yeah. Great to go into the World Cup and be very confident about it. So brilliant here. I've got to say as well, because we're all a bit downbeat. You're great at picking up my spirits. So if I've been down about the result again, can I just pick up the phone and you give me a motivational message? Is that all right? Come on down. Listen, I get my I get my sad moments. You know, I full of, I was doing a bit of this last night, you know. Oh. My old mate Gareth there. Like, <laughs> was, oh, yeah. I was feeling the pain for Sancho and Rashford and stuff. Yeah. I'm croaking up, mate. I'm croaking up. I know. Up. Come on, you're going to be the one giving me positivity. Let's end on a positive. A lot of positives for England uh, and a lot of positives for the World Cup. So I think that's the perfect note to end. Tone, thank you very much for your time. It was great seeing you at Wembley and hopefully catch up with you again soon, mate. God bless you, mate. You're listening to the official England podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great 
great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm pleased to say joining me on the official England podcast now is England manager Gareth Southgate. I've got to say it's 9.30 straight after the match day. So Gareth, thank you so much for joining us. I just wanted to start by saying thank you from every true England fan for everything that you and the team did this tournament. It's one that I'm sure we'll all look back with with such pride. And that's my first question, really. I know England didn't get the result we wanted uh, last night, but how proud are you of this group of players for getting so close to winning their first major tournament in 55 years? Yeah, they've been a, an amazing group to work with, Smithy. Um, from the moment we we uh, arrived in Middlesbrough for the for the first training camp, the lads that came in and uh, didn't make the final squad, the the way they went and played for the team and the friendlies that we had there, the whole group. You know, we've had twenty six. It's had to be twenty three every match day. Leave people out of every squad, which in a major tournament is so difficult to do. Players who've who've played. Uh, games and, and accepted that they, you know, were then left out of the team a bit later on. Subs that have come in, they've all played an incredible part. And without that togetherness that they've shown and the spirit that they've shown, we wouldn't have got to the the point that we did. Of course, it's you know it's painful for all of us this morning. But in, for, from you know my point of view, in terms of the players, I'm, I, I am incredibly proud of what they've done. And of course, seeing the way that the nation was unified, the build-up to the final, it was, it was something so special. I mean, I saw that the scenes that England posted of just the, the drive out of St George's Park. And everyone that has been to St George's Park knows that it's it's sort of in the middle of nowhere, isn't it? So just see how many people were there. It must make you so happy seeing what you were able to do for the rest of the country during this tournament. Yeah, I, I, I said a long time ago um, to, to the players when we first started in this job with the seniors that, of course... Um, they have some amazing experiences with their clubs, but if England can win, if England can do well, it will be beyond anything they've ever experienced. I think we've seen that over the last um, four weeks. You know, the, the the level of support, the level of connectedness with the with the public. I think with what everybody's lived through in the last 18 months, it's been even more compelling for people. And because we're so close, it, it's possibly even more painful but I, I think it has been an amazing journey which we really have felt the warmth and uh, support of everybody. Will you get time to reflect on that? I can sense by your body language obviously it's so raw now we're all so so, so gutted that we, we weren't able to win but will you actually get time to look back and reflect on just how, how much of an achievement this was getting into a major final and getting so close? I do I do realise it it's as we know it's 55 years so that in itself for this group of players that they can't do much more than than create history and they did that on a number of occasions we we so wanted to go that step further and but I think also we have to acknowledge that we played a team who are unbeaten in 30 games I think they're just a little bit further ahead in their advancement as a team than we are and at times in the game that showed especially the way they were able to keep possession of the ball um, at key moments but also we've gone seven games not lost a game pushed it right to the very last minute of the last game and uh, I think if we'd said at the start we would we would get to that point you know we would have thought well that would that would be a a, a real 
progressive step for us as a team. Yeah, I just wonder how you look back and reflect on the match. You said that Italy had, had spells of domination there, but obviously England got off to the perfect start. I just wondered how you look back and reflect on the match and the performance now, the, the day after the game. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had chance to watch it and I'm always conscious when, you, when you're playing it through because those nights, it's, it's two hours of football and so many things that happen that it's hard to, to go through it all in your mind in a, in a logical sequence, but... We, we, we did start really well. We, we uh, felt that the system we played would deal with the tactical problems they pose and, and create problems for them. And in the first half, that was definitely the case. We, we, we really had a problem keeping the ball just after half-time and that invited more pressure that in the end told with the, with the equaliser. We changed, changed the shape and we got a bit more of a foothold in the game. It was, I think, fairly even from then on, although on the night we weren't able to create the clear-cut chances that we would, would have put Italy under even more pressure. So it was um, a tight game. You're playing a top team, as I said, that we, we've, we've drawn the game. The fact is we didn't quite do enough to win it. And um, ultimately, that's why we, we didn't get over the line. Yeah, you, saw, you touched on it earlier. I just wondered, getting so close, as a manager, is losing on penalties tougher to take because it was so close? Or actually, do you look at it as a manager and go, well, we've competed with the best throughout this tournament. So do you take the positives out? I just wondered what the mindset was getting so close. Well, uh, I mean, however you lose, it doesn't make it, it doesn't really make it any, any easier or different, really. Um, I think that... What I, what I have to say is that um, the, the penalty process we go through, we've won our last two, we followed the same process. I've seen some comments that other players should have stepped up. That's totally unfair because that's my decision. We don't, we don't go with volunteers. We, we, we know that's not the route to go. Also, the boys that took the penalties, you know, that's my, that's my call. They've been fantastic and... Jaden and Marcus are two of our best penalty takers without a doubt so you know I wouldn't hesitate to put them in that situation again and Bukayo had, had been you know really high on that list um, right the way through training and and with a couple of the others having come off the pitch we had tremendous faith in him but again that's totally my call and um, you know he's got my complete support and I think everybody knows He's been an absolute star in this tournament and the maturity of how he's played. He's an incredible boy to work with and um, we're there with him and um, we've, we've lost as a team. And as I say, it was the 120 minutes that were the key to that. Jorginho, one of the best penalty takers in world football, di didn't manage to score his. You know, the reality is the very best, the very best are normally a sort of 70, 75 percent conversion rate so that that is what you're talking about once it gets to penalties yeah you used the word unfair there when you were talking about people having their opinion does it frustrate you that a lot of people have their say on who should take penalties when ultimately you see them every day in training so obviously you know better than anyone who, who is who is well placed to take them oh look i understand any decision we make people have a have an opinion and um you know we've lived with that particularly the last 12 months that's been uh, very noticeable in terms of the penalties yeah look um, people will have an opinion and have a view but we've got the the realities the the stats the, the knowledge of what everybody's record's been with their clubs and where where it's been in training with them so as I said if if we haven't got those calls right that's that's on me that's, that's on nobody else
what we don't need is you know recriminations towards the players because we've all been on this journey together and the team are totally united on it um, and totally supportive and I'm, I know the, the huge majority of fans will be as well because uh, they know what those boys have given and um, they'll uh, they'll show them that support. Is that a tough part of your job, Gareth, after the game, trying to pick up the spirits when England players got so close? Do you have to spend extra time with the likes of Bakayo, Marcus and Jaden? Is that a really tough part of your job to, to make sure the players are OK after what was such a, a huge night that, that could have gone either way? Well, it's not a, it's not a tough part. It's hugely important. We've, we've enjoyed a lot of praise, we've enjoyed the wins and um, in those moments you have to be there for the for the boys and uh, every one of them, it, it was I was able to speak with every one of them individually just before they left the stadium. They had uh, an incredible speech, the, uh, the Duke came down and spoke to the team and you know, found some incredible words for them which I'm sure meant a lot to them all. So they, they know deep down through the disappointment of, uh, of getting so close exactly what they've given and what they've contributed. But of course, sport takes you to these places. That's part of it. The, the painful moments are what has made the more enjoyable moments over the last few weeks even more enjoyable because we've all lived through that pain. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about Jordan Pickford because he was just immense all tournament. Two saves in the shootout, of course, awarded the Golden Glove as well. I just wanted to get your thoughts on just how pleased you are with him because he was brilliant during the tournament, wasn't he? Yeah, he's had a... Fantastic tournament. I have to say there are a number of players that we'll probably go on to talk about that yeah, of have, have also had fantastic tournaments. You, you don't get to a final without you know so many players playing well. And um, Jordan has been under a lot of scrutiny ever since we put him in. And uh, I think he didn't need to justify that to us, uh, the faith that we've had in him. But he really had a very mature tournament and uh, you know his England career has been exceptional. So... He, uh, he thoroughly deserves that. It's great that he got that individual award. Yeah, from a management's perspective, Gareth, as well, I was looking at um, all the positives from this, obviously defeating Germany in the knockout stages, five consecutive clean sheets, only conceding two goals the whole tournament, first major final in 55 years, Harry Kane in the goals as well, Raheem Sterling. There are so many positives to take from this tournament, aren't there, which much make you so happy. Yeah, we, we, we've progressed. You know, we, we to get to a semi-final of a World Cup and then... Uh, the final of the European Championships and we had to beat higher level of teams to get to the stage that we did. We know that there's still a step to go, but but we knew that, you know, we knew that this team hasn't peaked yet. That doesn't mean to say that, you know, the next step is a, is a straightforward one where you have to start again and all of the big hitters are back in. And But, but I do think that England have fabulous players now, fabulous players coming through. We, we've given a lot of very young players tournament experience. All of the players coped with the expectation, the pressure of playing at home, and there was a lot of talk about that, and I think they dealt with that brilliantly. So there are a huge number of positives, and I know when over the next couple of weeks I, I sort of have time to sit and reflect on all of that, then 
those things will uh, will register even more. Yeah, the other thing I wanted to say when talking about positives, which is ultimately bigger than football, is one thing that I noticed throughout this tournament is that I've seen so many people from different backgrounds and ethnicities saying that they've never felt closer to England and prouder to, to, to be in this country. And I just wanted to get your thoughts as a manager to how proud that makes you feel, that it, it really has united so many people from so many different backgrounds this tournament. I, th- I think at whatever point I finish this job, that will probably feel more important than anything else we've done. But of course, I'm a football manager and my job's to get results with the team. So ultimately, I know that's, uh, that's how the, the, the role will be judged. But I think we have a responsibility as a national team. I think the players have conducted themselves brilliantly to reconnect with the fans. We feel that support now, which, is, which has helped us on the field. And that's how the national team should be. You know, when I've travelled around and attended matches in other countries, when the national team play, you have that feeling that we've had over the last four weeks. And that is incredibly special to be a part of. And unfortunately, Gareth, uh, we did see some of the players have been subjected to some pretty horrible, I've got to be honest, discriminatory abuse online, which which we're all trying so hard to, to stamp out of the game. I just wondered, obviously, your message as manager of the England team is so important with this, what your message would be and what you'd like to say on that, because it's so disappointing to see again, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the first thing is that, you know, we're trying to support the players and we're, we're doing what we can to, um, there are things that we can filter their accounts with to get rid of some of that bile, really. It's not acceptable. I don't understand why, um, you know, we've lived all through this as a, as a team. We've been through this journey together, players, fans together. So why anybody would feel the need to, I understand people get emotional, but to be abusive towards young kids really is just totally unacceptable and it's not what we stand for. I know that a lot of that has, it seems, has come from abroad. So, but you know, it, it, it's just an unacceptable part of society that has to be eradicated. Yeah, I totally agree. Is it something that you talk to the players about quite regularly then, Gareth? We spoke to them about it before the tournament. We, we know that there are only limited things that we can do to, to stop that from happening. And sadly, the players almost recognise that it's part and parcel of what they live through, you know, and that's sad in itself. It's, it's difficult to, to understand, frankly, Smithy. It's, um, you know, to, I, I can't really understand the mentality of anybody that would want to do that. No, I agree. Um, let's look into the World Cup. 497 days till the start of the World Cup in Qatar. Three wins from three in qualification. At what point do you start planning and looking ahead to that? And how much confidence does this tournament give you going into that tournament? Well, I think that, um, I mean, we have to qualify first. And I know that, you know, that sounds a ridiculous statement, but it isn't because we've got to go to Budapest and Warsaw, full houses back in, uh, in September. So... You know, to qualify is the first hurdle. Of course, I think this team now, having been to a semi-final and a final, the experiences they've gained from that are, are huge. I was in Paris when France lost the final to Portugal. You know, they learned so much from that. We learned so much from Moscow. We'll learn again from what's happened over the last four weeks. And our players will be more experienced. The majority will be coming closer to their peak. And that's an exciting prospect. There's no doubt about that. But a little bit early to to think about 
uh, in too much detail. Yeah, fair point. And I just wonder on a personal level, obviously I've been fortunate enough to be working with England, seeing how hard everyone is working uh, every single day of this tournament. So do you take a holiday now? Is it, is it data analysis on the tournament? I just wondered how it works for you for the next sort of few months. Well, firstly, I've got to thank all of the staff I work with. We've got an incredible team, great people in every department. And, you know, the culture that we have within the group is set by so many good people. We'll reflect Steve Steve and myself, especially, you know, we, we have a bit more time than others to uh, on the coaching staff to think that through. We'll, of course, go back through all of the games and all of the learnings from, um, from the tournament. That's what we did after Russia. It's what we do after every game we play. You know, we, we, we've um, got a lot closer and uh, we, we know now some of the areas that have to get better, but to have the opportunity to really go through that in detail. So, yeah, I'm going to have a, a few days at home just to decompress and then try and get a break. I need a break. It's an amazing job, but it's, um, yeah, it, it takes you through everything. So uh, I, I need a rest in the same way other people would. Yeah, and I just wanted to reiterate as well, we've spoken to nearly every member of the squad and, and every single player at some point said how much they'd enjoy this. And many of them said they'd never been in an environment like this and, and, the, and the team spirit. And even players that I spoke to that hadn't had as many minutes as others were saying things like, it's not about me, it's about the team. It, it must be so nice that you've got a group of players that are so connected and seem to be thriving in this tournament. It must be so nice to hear. Yeah, I mean, they really have understood what was needed for the team. They've sacrificed themselves for the team. They've, they have had the experience of a lifetime, really, you know, to have to be a part of a major tournament where we've had so many games at home to experience what they've experienced with the, the British public or the English public um, coming together and, you know, the journey to the stadium last night from, where, from when we left here, the, crowds along the roads on the way in it's unique I know how much they've appreciated it and I know how proud they are just finally Gareth I think it's just applicable uh, to get your message really to the country to the fans what you'd like to say to everyone that has supported this team throughout the tournament oh just thank you for for being part of it you know for creating that warmth that support that connection we are of course hugely disappointed that we didn't quite deliver what what we ultimately hoped we could but we've seen how powerful it can be when we're, when we're all moving forward together and uh, that's been very special and everybody that's uh, watched and been part of that should see what's possible uh, and what our country is capable of when 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 we unite when we come together and when we um, are a force for good behind something positive yeah well said and i just want to say thank you ever so much it's been an absolute privilege to be part of this journey we've all got some uh, fantastic memories that will last a lifetime so thank you for joining us thanks smithy thanks a lot Well, that marks the end of England's Euro 2020 journey. What a tournament it's been for the three Lions. The boys have truly done us proud. Sadly, that also means the end of the official England podcast for now. Thank you so, so much for joining us every day. It really has been a huge honour for me to be your host and to bring you the first ever podcast from the England team every single day. I truly hope you enjoyed listening to it. I've been Adam Smith and it's been one heck of a ride. My overriding emotion is not one of disappointment because we lost the final, but one of pride for all the joy and happiness this team has given us 
over the past month. It was a summer of love and emotion which saw these players put smiles on people's faces for the first time in ages after what's been an incredibly difficult year for so many people. From Sweet Caroline to Three Lions to Atomic Kitten, people were smiling, laughing, singing and embracing once again and those memories will stay with me forever. This podcast would not have been possible were it not for the incredibly hardworking and talented people behind the scenes. So a huge thank you from me to Jim, Tony, Big Z, Pete, John, Alex, Callum, Jack and all the team. Without you, none of this would have happened. It's been emotional and until next time, see you soon, stay safe and as always, come on England. 